from death to life. There's a practice in the religious world, especially among monks, that every day they take some time to meditate on their own death, which sounds a little morbid. However, them doing it actually keeps the end in mind and remember the big picture of their lives. It's kind of like when, you know, if you've, if you've known somebody or you see somebody who gets the sad news that they only have so long to live, that suddenly all the unimportant stuff fades away. That I'm going to focus my life on what matters most. Because life is just too short. And so the church gives us this time every year as that kind of focus on the end. That reminder of the big picture. Why ashes? We, we see the symbol of ashes in the scriptures and it's used in the same context of repentance. And it's a sign of humility, but it's, it's remembering that you know, in the beginning I was dust and God breathed life into me. But at the end of my life, this body is going to become dust again. Until the resurrection, when my united body and soul will go to heaven. But that I will die. And there's something very sobering about that. I, I, I was reminded yesterday, I was looking at the articles and things after... Kobe Bryant's memorial service. And you can kind of look at how, as a country, that caught all of us off guard. Like, here's somebody that I, I care about, I feel like I know, and, and I feel so sad for his death. It, and it's making me think about, like, this is a guy who had everything. He's one of the richest people and, and the best athletes, and now it's all gone. Like, what, is, what does it matter? matters a lot. matters that, I mean, even for Kobe, that morning before he went on that helicopter, he went to Sunday Mass. Putting first things first. But the truth is that, that as, as great as he had it here, that God willing, you know, as he goes to heaven, it's going to be a million times better. And so what we do here matters. And, and Jesus, he, he looked, you know, God looked at us and saw us suffering and death. God, didn't, God did not intend us to suffer, to die. And, and that feeling we have, that, that, that visceral reaction we have to death and suffering when we see it, that's, that's a glimpse of what God feels. And God saw us suffering and said, this isn't part of my plan. This isn't what I wanted. And so then Jesus comes and he, he faces suffering and death head on with the cross. And by facing it head on, he, he obliterates it. That three days later, he rises from the dead. But he shows us the example that, that what do we do in the face of suffering and death and sin? We face it head on. That's why we're here. We're also here because we know we, we, need, we need help. <laughs> like I can't, I've tried to do it. No matter how many times I've tried to, whatever, stop sinning, I can't make it happen. No matter how many times I'm trying to get over this pain from this thing that happened, 
and I can't just make it go away. I try to look the other way, but it doesn't go away. Like, I need help. And God says, I'm here. And so the church gives us these practices, actually, Jesus today in our gospel, right? Matthew 6, of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And to look at them, that prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is our relationship with God. He's the one who, who loves us, who calls us, who draws us. And so it's turning to him. And so my, my invitation for you would, wherever we're at, how about a plus five to level up, right? So if we're at zero, well, that's five. You know, if we're at 15, that's 20. But it's, it's a way for me to be reminded of what's important and also that I'm not alone. So maybe that means Sunday Mass. Maybe if we go to Sunday Mass, maybe that means daily Mass for all of us to go to confession during Lent. And all these things, they're, they're actually pretty easy and simple to talk about, but difficult to do. Like confession, for example, right? Um, you're like, okay, so you know, non-Catholics look at us and say, wait, wait, so you, just, so you just go to confession, you confess to a priest, your sins are forgiven, and then you can just go out and sin more? It's like, no, no, you're not supposed to sin more. But, you know, like... But, yeah, it's like Jesus forgave sins all the time, and he continues to forgive sins through his body, the church. And so you just ask Jesus for forgiveness. You go to confession, you ask for forgiveness, it's given to you. And like, wow, that sounds really easy. I was like, yeah, but it's really hard, right? You know? It takes courage, I should say. We have to be willing to face it. And that's the challenge, right? It's... It's things that I don't want to face. I don't want to, I don't want to face the past. I don't want to face the, the, the frustrations, the sins, my disappointments in myself. But precisely by not facing it, we're continuing to carry it. And as we face it and we bring it to the Lord, that now he can fill it with his peace and his love and his healing, his mercy. That's why it's so important. And so we're invited to, to go there. You know that pain from that thing that happened that I don't want to talk about and I do all these other things to forget about? Jesus wants to go there. That, that area I want to go the least, he wants to go the most. So prayer. Second, fasting. Fasting is, I, I say no to a good thing in order to receive and make space for the best thing, the Lord. And so I think about, sometimes we talk about giving up chocolate and all this stuff. I remember, it's just anything that may be good, but I don't need as much as I need God. Do you remember, do you remember the first TV show you binge-watched? I do. Lost, you know? Previously on Lost. You know? so I, and what I didn't like about it, two things. One was, it was one of those activities that when I was done... I didn't feel good about myself. And in particular, I'd look at my watch and be like, wow, that much less sleep. But secondly, built into it was this unsatisfied desire. You, it purposely strings you along to want more. And that I was never satisfied. I'm still not. Yeah, so. <laughs> but that, so think about that. What, what are those things in my life that, that I'm just not, they're not satisfying me. Or I finish and I say, eh. 
But I, I tell you what, when I reflect, I, I have never regretted any time that I have spent in prayer. That when I go there and I'm just real, and maybe, you know, a lot of times, even for me, like my questions are not answered by God. But just being there reminds me that I'm not alone. It just gives me some peace and just enough to keep going through the day. And so ultimately, that's, what, that's, what, that's the big picture of what Lent's all about is relationship. And these things are meant to facilitate the relationship. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving, almsgiving, what, giving money, whatever. That money is our security. That if I have money, you know, I could get a flat tire or grab some food. I'm not going to starve. But Jesus is saying, don't, don't find your security in your doings. I invite you to find your security in me. And we also, we put our money towards what we value. And the Lord invites us to place that value in him. Prayer, fasting, almsgiving. I want to give a couple examples of just images in my mind of how to, how to face the difficult, how to, how to face death, so to speak, in order to find new life. I was talking to a student not too long ago, and they were expressing with me how depressed they've been. And in particular, how they've had a lot of thoughts of harming themselves. And, and I listened, and then I reflected back to them. I go, I just want you to notice here this is really difficult, painful stuff, and yet you have had the courage to bring it to me. You are bringing it to light. You are facing it. And then they, they shared some more, and we walked together, and, and, and they started seeing a counselor. And they started reaching out to burnt bridges. And then they started reaching out to new friendships. And, and after a few months, they said to me, they said, Father, I... I actually feel happy. I can't remember the last time I felt happy. And, and, it, and it happened because they were, they were willing to go there. They were willing to face the difficult stuff. Not alone, but with the Lord. The second story is about a, a man, I shared this at Mass a couple Sundays ago, and it's just, it's just been on my heart. This gentleman who has been an Alcoholics Anonymous for a number of years. And he shared with me how when he was stuck in alcohol, he said, Father, it was a living hell. You just feel your life just, it just, yeah, fade away from you. But then he, he had the humility to actually acknowledge it. And then the first step of the 12 steps, right, that, that I acknowledge that I am powerless over alcohol and I have to rely on higher power. And so he was, he was willing to bring it to light. He was willing to face it. And, and so he started you know, going back to Sunday Mass, and he would, now he goes to daily Mass as often as he can, and he, he goes to confession once a month, and he, he gets up every morning and prays and reads Scripture. And he, in addition to that, he, he now has a sponsor, right? In AA 12, it's important to have a sponsor, somebody you're walking with. And he, now he's sponsoring all sorts of people. But his courage in being willing to face it, to face the death and difficulty and destruction in his life, has actually brought him new life, that now he feels alive. 
That's what the Lord wants for us. That's why we face death. That's why we put the price of our sins on our forehead. It's, it's, it's a reminder that, that yes, I'm, I'm a sinner and I deserve death. But Jesus chose to experience death so that I wouldn't have to. That, that I am a sinner, yes, but I have a Savior. And then, and then we do this together as a community as a reminder that I am not alone. That, that God has given me brothers and sisters. He's given me a family to walk with on this journey. Because alone, the evil one wants me to feel like I'm alone. But God says, I'm here. And so, one, one of the, we're gonna, I'm going to give a few suggestions or things to help you. But one of them is this, if you sat on this bookmark, um, at, the, at the bottom, it, it has a thing where you can fill it out to do a small group, like a small group Bible study, for Lent. It's just for the next few weeks, and you'll be grouped up with other people in a similar place. And maybe, maybe you know, we think about how many solid Catholic friends do we have, or, or do we want to be that person, that maybe this is the step to make it happen. And so I invite you to, to fill this out and put it in the basket, and, and it's just for Lent. After Lent, we'll figure out the rest of our lives, all right? So... <laughs> But that, that's our invitation. In a minute, we're going to come forward and, and, and be marked with um, the sign of our victory. That we're not left in the ashes. But we have a God who breathes into us new life and grace and who wants to pour into us living water and to move us from the death that we've experienced to the new life that he gives.